Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are as in old. Happy golden days of yore, faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Welcome to the Teed Up Stories podcast for the month of December 2014. I'm your host, Eric DeLang. Every month or so, we're pleased to bring you an array of poems, stories, songs, and ideas surrounding a specific theme from Trinity Western students and alumni. I should mention that the views expressed on the show do not necessarily reflect those of the administration or the student association, but we really hope they like it. Today's theme, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Today on the show, Amy Dower reads journal entries from the last five Decembers. David Brynjolfsson shares a short story about missing Christmas abroad. And Ben Waswa provides a parable about the reason for the season. And a whole lot of Sufjan songs, too. Stay tuned. December 2010, first year of university. Life is beautiful at 6 a.m. Winter at home is like autumn in Canada. You ever look at yourself in the mirror and expect to see the same person from when you were 16 and think, who are you? Being what a are middle you child comes with a lot of freedom and a lot of loneliness. I think going back to school will be hard. It's Christmas Eve. It's good to be home. I don't know why it's so difficult to really emotionally conceptualize Jesus' birth. December 2011. Second year of university. Danielle is finally back from the hospital. Hospitals I can't wait to, to see make her. Feel sick going in them, but they don't anymore. December 19, 2011. I want to go home, back to Trinity. December I can't stand my high school friends. I finally unpacked, literally and emotionally. What did I used to do for I feel fun? like going to God for friendship isn't rewarding because I want to be active and do something and be fun and free in 20 I years. I feel old. isolated. I'm at the best point of my life and I'm wasting it waiting to be back in school again so I can see I just living. spent my first three days back home reading the I don't know game if human series. interactions are my thing anymore. 
December 2012, third year of university. Today I had a cuddle nap with Margaret. I adore my friendships, especially with Brian I think lately. the best way to get everyone to like you is to be quiet and One of the no things fun. that confirms my faith in Dave is that he understands loving someone dearly even when you know they'll move Last away. Last final done. I feel so lucky to know everyone here. When I was a first year, I was absolutely terrified of all the people who think I'm cool now. The one thing I don't understand about being an adult is who has time to make real meals? I can't wait to be home so I don't have to cook and clean anymore. December 2013, fourth year of university. Today I had my last final at 6 p.m. on Friday the 13th. It was philosophy. It was okay. I guess I passed Honestly, I don't know what I'm getting out of this semester. I'm not even numb. I just want to sit with my thoughts in a crowded room and sleep forever. If you're ever having trouble sleeping, you could always cycle repeats of hypothetical conversations in which you always say the right thing and everything ends up resolved and at no point you sound like an idiot. December 2014, first year of real life. Wow, being unemployed is probably the best thing ever. Everyone should have There's always this. that one house on your street that compensates for the rest of the block's Christmas lights. I don't think loneliness is being physically alone. I think alone. learning to have fun alone is less about trying to do that and more about just finding yourself doing I'm fully enjoying life when I'm doing nothing. Nothing and Tumblr and I feel and way reading. younger than I did when I was a first year. I thought I was an adult then, but now I'm so I like I'm friends okay. that you meet when you're going through a weird time. They like you then, and it only gets better. I like the friends where your friendship is loosely built off of how far can we take this joke. I like friends who are secretly hilarious. I'm actually kind of excited to see my old high school It'll friends. It'll be kind of fun to hang out with people I knew four years ago. In olden times, during the Christmas season... A master grows weary of all the hustle and bustle of village life. He seeks rejuvenating time away, and so, after speaking to the local travel elder, he packs up his wife and kids onto his double mule cart. Yet, he is not quite ready to go. He calls forth his servants three, Jeff, Jen, and Stu. To each he gives money, each according to their ability. Jeff and Jen receive the lion's share, and Stu is left with a loose change in the master's pocket. They are commanded... I am entrusting you with my money. Please do well by me. And each busily set about their work. With a twinkle in eye, the master goes on his way, the cart bursting into enthusiastic, if off-key, rendition of All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Now as the holiday season drew to a close, the master comes home. He enthusiastically greets his servants, Jeff and Jen, with Stu bringing up the rear. He calls for a report. Jeff and Jen report that they have both doubled the amounts given to them. The master laughs merrily. After a pause, a mumbling, downcast do come forward. Well, sir, I know you're a great man at getting stuff where others had not expected. So I spent the money you got me on this brand new gaming PC. It has 32 gigs of RAM. The master is infuriated. He throws Stu at the door and rewards Jeff and Jen with eggnog, hot cocoa, and more responsibilities. Silver and gold Silver and gold Everyone wishes for it How do you measure its worth Just by the pleasure it gives Here on earth 
my life, trusting the pleasure it gives here on earth. Lord, come with fire. Lord, come with fire. Christmas Abroad by David Brynjolfsson It was late December. The TV stations played classics like The Grinch Stole Christmas and Scrooge, all of them dubbed in Spanish, and the supermarket played carols in the background, mainly cheesy renditions done by children, again all in Spanish. Santa Claus himself appeared in ads and in the pictures drawn at the school where I taught, but it was different. It was not wintertime, but summer. Kids played on the fields, wearing shorts and getting burnt by the sun, and many went to the beach, where the ocean was sufficiently warm. I found myself missing the crunch of boots on snow, the numbness of fingers, the visible puffs of air that came with every breath. I missed my family, too, the board game nights, the hunt for presents, and our yearly trip to the tree farm. They had been doing those things without me there. I had talked to them on Skype. I knew. My homestay mom was good to me, though, and not just in how well she cooked. A week before the 25th, she saw the look on my face, then nodded. I have seen it before, she said in Spanish. Thinking too much about life in Canada will do you no good. For now, this is your home. Enjoy it while you're here. It was a sort of advice that was easy to give, but not so simple to adopt. Changing one's emotional state is a difficult thing. Regardless, though, I thanked her and smiled. On my way to the school, I thought a bit more about what she said. To some extent, she was right. Valparaiso was a nice city to live in. I liked the people and the old colonial architecture and there was nothing I could do about being there. Still, though, my feelings disagreed. Later on, the faces of the children cheered me up even more. They talked of the gifts they would get and their plans for the holiday. Their glittering eyes would radiate joy like candles radiate warmth. And they appreciated me. It was their last day of class before the break, and they all wrote me cards expressing thankfulness. Some tried doing it in English, with misspelled words jumbled alongside cute little drawings. Then they hugged me one by one, their seven-year-old bodies reaching no higher than my stomach. I hugged them back and smiled and waved as they left. Christmas was alive in each of them, and, realizing this, I felt more cheerful myself. The staff members were leaving too, including Fidel. He was the only one that I was becoming friends with. These kids have this Christmas spirit, I said. He agreed. And we can too. We just need to remind ourselves to adopt it. I nodded absent-mindedly, and then I said goodbye to him and the others. My bus ride home felt lonesome again, but the cheerful disposition of the kids allowed me to feel upbeat for a while. Then my homestay mom's brother visited for dinner, and he and I watched a soccer game together. It felt good, too. He had come by a few times earlier, and though he was twice my age, I was becoming friends with him. It felt good to sit down with another person, and although I was uninterested in expressing my thoughts to him, I knew I could benefit simply from his sheer unspoken presence. After he left, it did not take long for the original feelings to come back. I stayed in the living room watching TV alone. Another Christmas movie came on the screen, again set in snow-covered North America, and this felt strange for me as I could not help but compare it to the sun-filled world that stood outside my window. I wondered what was going on at home, what the people were doing. I found myself doubting whether I should have come. A sentiment within me caused me to become languid and mellow. Then I thought about the kids at the school, and about the simple words Fidel said to me. 
Did I have the Christmas spirit? No, but how could I? I told myself. My situation shapes my attitude, and I feel like Christmas is not around me. Then again, Christmas is around me. It is in the attitude of others, and it can be in me as well if I develop it. Maybe I could do something to make Christmas more real. I could call up a friend. Maybe one or two of them may not mind being bothered quite as much as I suspect. These were the thoughts I had, and even though my mind was mixed with deep doubts, I went to my laptop and called up a friend on Skype, Gary, whom I had known for a few years. I called him and asked him how his Christmas season was going. Even though I suspected that hearing him explain it all could make me feel worse, I wanted to know, just to hear from him. He said it was moving along just as it always did, and that it was happening fast, but that it was nice. There were more details than that, but the details do not exactly matter. I'm glad to hear that, I replied. Things are different over here. It's odd being away from home. I miss being over there. But don't feel too glum, he said. Home is something you can take with you through internet apps and whatnot. You can connect to us. I can, yeah. I need to remind myself of that. And I should sort of accept where I am right now and enjoy it. As much as I want to lie around and mope, I guess there's no real point in doing so. I guess I need to feel the right attitude within me, even though that's a harder thing to do than it sounds. And imagine how much more you'll appreciate Christmases at home when you come back. I smiled. We said a lot more than that. In fact, this was only a part of the conversation, but it was the best part, and the only part that I ended up remembering. I spent about a half hour that night contemplating all that was said, and I felt better. Well, I did not quite feel better in terms of emotions, but I did have a good set of thoughts that could help me counteract the emotions, and that was great. The next day, my homestay mom told me she was having a big Christmas dinner with the extended family and that they would love it if I joined them. The idea sounded uncomfortable. I would not exactly belong. But then I remembered the Christmas spirit and the, that the kids had and the thoughts that I had come to about nurturing a Christmas spirit. And I could not help but say yes. I told her I would be there and I thanked her. My Christmas was not going to have the lit up Christmas tree or the hot chocolate but it was going to have the greatest of traditional staples, the family dinner, and this in itself was great. Today, you heard the voices of my dear friends Amy Dower, 
Ben Waswa, and David Rajolson. Thanks for your invaluable contribution to our Christmas cheer, dear friends. The Frank Sinatra song, I'll Be Home for Christmas, is property of Capitol Records and originally written by Bing Crosby. Christmas in the Room and Justice Delivers Its Death are written and recorded by Sufjan Stevens and property of Asthmatic Kitty Records. I believe I'm covered under the Fair Dealing Remix provisions of, of Canada's latest copyright law to play these songs, but if not, just let me know, Sufjan. I'll take them right down. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on iTunes, tell your friends, and be sure to contact me, Eric DeLang, at eric.delang at mytwu.ca if you have any songs, poems, stories, or comments you want to share with the program. From all of us here at the T-Dub Stories Podcast, we'd like to wish a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays to you and yours. See you in the new year.